Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for having us. Yes. Um, today we're going to cover a, a few of our teams. We'll see what we can get through, mainly because I'm away next week, back to Hayman Island, and uh, we have a Bucks party Saturday, so who knows how Sunday will go. Yeah, we had planned on doing this Sunday, but we're going to be very hungover. So yes. we're trying to knock this out a little bit earlier. Especially this guy. <laughs> a few nose beers in, and he starts hitting the terps pretty heavy. So My, my issue is that I don't drink very often, so when I do, I just... Yeah, it gets a little bit over the top. <laughs> Much like other areas in your life, hey, Chris? <laughs> hey, hey, calm down there, right? He's up Sparky. He's up Sparky. Uh, um, okay, so you can follow us on all the socials. You can. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash SC underscore insider. Um, you, you honestly continually get our oh, socials no, wrong. <laughs> I know. It's SC, uh, sorry, SC insider. There's no underscore on the Facebook. Now, Facebook. we would... Hopefully right. plan eventually to get these all linked up, but unfortunately when we first started... It's a mess. Like, there was some things that were taken and other things that weren't. Anyway, so we're okay. SC Insider on Facebook. Well, I swear it was Supercoach Insider, and then it's changed to SC Insider, which is probably you're doing, which is why I'm so messed up. Uh, okay, so Twitter, we are um, Twitter at SC underscore Insider underscore. I do know that for a fact. We are, yes. And Chris, Twitch? Uh, Twitch uh, at SC underscore Insider. Uh, on Sound, uh, SoundCloud, it's uh, Supercoach Insider. And on YouTube as Supercoach Insider. And today Insider. sponsored by uh, Coke, no sugar, because we like Coke and we also like to watch our waistlines. That's true, that's true. And look, we thought we'd kick today off um, with a, a great little um, segment on Port Adelaide. Um, and what better way to do it than uh, playing the uh, highlights of the um, two best games of the year for the for the power, which was the, the obviously the two derbies. Oh, um, best year for derbies. So um, we're just going to watch the, obviously these YouTube clips. Uh, last two minutes of those games were absolutely amazing. Um, look, I think that we'll start with a bit of a team overview with Port, and it's really a year of what could have been. No worries. Is that audio playing as well, Chris? Or are we uh, yeah, muting the background? Um, oh yes, of course the audio. Sorry, I just uh, quickly put this on. Um, hold on one second, guys. Sorry about this. Well, I'm sure everyone would like to hear our voice first. Yeah, that's true. There we go. Um, so look, a year of what could have been for the power. Um, essentially, uh, for, uh, it was uh, a case of which port would turn up at any given time. Um, they were in a position to play finals, ending the season only one game percentage out of the eight, but they lost the last four games in a row. <laughs> They were a shoo-in to be in the eight. Yeah. Like, seriously. Um, including games against Adelaide, Adelaide, West and West Coast by under a kick. So yes. they could have After the siren yeah. by our West Coast. Uh, Adelaide probably claim, uh, claim a couple of those as well. Um, anyway, so uh, the, the top end seems to be competitive enough because they beat the Tigers and Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, whilst coming within a kick of Hawthorne and GW and sorry and uh, the West Coast, so I think that their their list is good enough to be competitive and to be top eight worthy, but they just invariably don't turn up one day. So well, yeah, and and realistically, an angry Koshi. I mean, you wouldn't be that afraid of that guy, would you? Nah, definitely not. <laughs> but Ken Hinkley, his job will be definitely under pressure this year, it will more be. than it has been in a while. Much so, expectations much. are there, I think, for twenty nineteen. Definitely. Um, now, they definitely could return to the finals in 2019 with some luck with injuries and a good draw, which they are kind of helped out with. So they have the 10th hardest draw. Their double-up games are against Richmond, of course, um, Adelaide, which um, obviously, Derby, yep. obviously, so anything can happen there, North Brisbane and Frio. 
So I think of those, if they were to say, hey, we're the better team right now, they should be targeting at, at winning those North Brisbane and Freer games and taking one out of Richmond and Adelaide, and that'll pretty much cement them in finals, in my opinion. So they really have to beat the teams around them, which is why the North games become really important, because I think North are probably around about that same approaching top eight, and they have been yep. for a few years. They've just gone out and recruited a whole bunch of guys. I think they'll be damaging, too, with um, you bringing in Lysette, who, you know, and Paddy yep. Ryder sort of pinch hitting and switching between. I'm yeah. not sure how they're going to line up just yet, but I think if you have them plus with a fit Charlie Dixon planted in the goal square, and then a lot of, they have a lot of small, you know, like Boak playing half forward, you have, you know, well, Motlop. <laughs> but, you know, you have. I haven't a, even put Motlop in no, this. No, I know, right? Just saying, you know. <laughs> no, no, but you get Sam Pepper, you get a few of these other, you know, small sort of agile guys in that forward line. I think they could actually do well, and they are known to be good scorers when they get when they get going, so... Completely agree with you. I think that they definitely could be there. It's just a matter of whether or not they are going to be. Um, I can't make the prediction uh, at this stage. Look, they do have three six-day breaks and no five-day breaks, which is a league low. I'm wondering what they're going to do in defence. Well... You get rid of Homsch. Yep. You get rid of Pittard. They've got a lot of half-back flankers, though. They've got a lot of those sort of medium-tall sizes. But then who's tall? Um, And they do have a couple of tools, and they've got developing tools as well. It'll probably be a couple of rookies that will take up You'll start playing more, more aggressive. They'll want, we'll play, through that. they'll want to play a shootout style, I'll tell you that, because uh, they're going to leak like a sieve. The way that they've drafted as well doesn't lead towards we need tools, but I think that they need a couple more. So, yeah, we'll go towards that as well. Um, I think... Oh, we'll just put the other one on. Uh, so, I'd say that uh, Port mid- mid- Midfield is a one to avoid. To, given in the SC finals, they actually play the Giants, Bombers, and then Sydney and North. Yep. So they've got the two tags, of course, Sydney with the Hewitt tag and North with the Jacobs tag in the finals. Uh, we'll get rid of this. This is annoying. That's one thing about... Uh, we should have definitely logged into the other um, account, but that's all good. Uh, let's play the other two minutes as Yet. well. Give these guys something. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know why YouTube, uh, for whatever reason, has changed the way that it works and it's really frustrating. Anyway, we're all good to go. Um, and they have a mixed start with Melbourne, Carlton, uh, and Brisbane, and then Richmond and West Coast in their first five. So they've got, you know, a couple of easy beat teams, but also then, well, I put Brisbane in that. Yeah. That? <laughs> I did see what you did there. Um, I don't think there got... is such a thing as an easy beat. Uh, no, there definitely isn't um, in the Gold AFL. Coast. Gold Coast is the only easy beat as far as there I'm definitely concerned. definitely isn't as far an easy beat in, in the year. AFL anymore. Definitely not. Except for Gold Coast. Well, yeah, apart from that. Yeah. And maybe Carlton. And maybe Brisbane. <laughs> Um, so look, yeah, a bit of a mixed start. I can't read anything into their start. Their end is tough, so I'm not sure if you want to actually trade to them. However, they do have the round 12 buy because um, they play in round 11 in China. They come back and they've got their buy. Um, and that's shared with Bombers, Frio, Hawks, Saints, and Dogs, yes. which is a good up- upgrade round. I think it's good that finally, at least, they have a buy structure that matches everyone else's buys, at least, instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, they have a round 8 buy or a round 9 buy and trying to kind of go with it there. Yep. At least now they at least sync up. So it if makes you do, it easier for Supercoach If you do year. want a port player, it's awesome. If you, even with drafts and stuff, it makes things so much easier because yep. now it all matches up. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, so in terms of their uh, off-season uh, d- trades, they obviously got in Lysette and Burton and Mays. And then they got uh, lost, of course, Pollock, Pittard, Homsch and Wingard. So big outs there. So I think that um, Burton is someone that can play uh, a key position role. So that could be someone that they look towards. So I just love this. Adelaide gets so excited. They're now up by 
one point with 40 seconds to go. This is where McGovern's about to break his face. <laughs> when he charges back and gets absolutely cleaned up. And uh, Motlop pretty much paid his paycheck just in uh, one this one moment that's coming up. Um, oh, what a great... These these blockbusters, so good. You, you if only Brisbane and Gold Coast had these kind of rivalries, which they might at <laughs> one day when they... Well, you know, get or the up GWS and Gold Coast that they're still trying to plug. <laughs> like, good on, no, good Sydney on there, and GWS well. have had some really good games. Yeah, right. But, um, yeah, they get really excited and they're about to lose. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the outcome of this. Should we skip at this point? No, we're all good. Anyway, um, so they, I think that Burton is someone that can play key defender. That he can also play in the midfield or as a rebounding defender. So it'll be interesting to see how they actually play him. I think with the loss of Homch, it lends to him playing more of a key uh, key defender as opposed to a um, a rebounding or someone in midfield. Um, they did also have Mays as well, who is a rebounding defender that they got into that as well. Here we go, here we go, here we go. McGovern, ready? Crack! <laughs> here comes Motlop. Oh. Little shimmy, little shimmy, bang. I can't believe that. He well did nothing done. all year. Good on him. Good on him. All right, we'll, uh, we'll get over here. Thanks for that, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was just a, a little bit of something for the, uh, for the Port Adelaide fans and yeah, the Adelaide the fans out there. and the Twitch people yeah. as well. Um, so let's go through their rookies. Um, unfortunately, their rookies, they, they really draft, drafted some very light-on rookies that do need to put on some size and some guys that are probably not going to uh, impact um, really early. Um, I'll be surprised if a lot of them, except for one, maybe gets early runs. Um, so they picked five. They picked Connor Rosie. He played in the uh, South Adelaide Premiership win at uh, Sandful level, which cemented Port's choice as a high pick. He is slight, but has played against senior bodies, of course. So that shouldn't really concern him. Super athletic guy coming in um, the 20-meter sprint test at the Combine in the top 10. Uh, and Sorry, uh, he came in second in the 20-meter sprint uh, test at the Combine and top 10 in the vertical jump and running jump test. So... Big leap for a guy that's 185 centimetres and 74 kilos uh, and super quick as well. Strong hands and wants to play midfield. So every interview that I've seen with him says that he wants to play midfield and he wants to play eventually inside midfield as well. Um, wants to learn off Ollie Wines is what he's been quoted as saying. Well, hopefully he doesn't learn how to kick off Ollie Wines. That's true. He's already got that down to pat. He does have silky uh, silky skills and he's got a good kick on him. they could use someone then. Um, but he has said that he's probably likely to be playing forward, um, especially early, and he wants to try and learn under Robbie Gray. That's, that's one of his idols. He actually owns a Robbie Gray jersey, um, which is pretty cool. So he actually... Uh, Apparently, Robbie Gray's been looking for that jersey for years. <laughs> yeah. So he's someone that I think that might come in and, say, play a forward role. He's def- If he comes in and plays early, he's playing forward. Um, he's just not big enough for midfield, unfortunately. Uh, and the likelihood is that I think he probably takes Robbie Gray's role and Robbie Gray moves to midfield and plays the Chad Wingard role that was taken over from him during the year. Hallelujah. So we'll get into a little bit more of that, but um, I think that if he plays early, that's where he plays. However, the person I think most likely to replace that spot in the forward line is Zach Butters. So that was their pick 12. Um, has likened, been likened to Hayden Ballantyne the way he's very chirpy and loves to get in people's heads, and he really sees the value in that mental side of the game. Um, he uh, again wants to be an inside mid. I think that everyone does, but you know we'll see how that all pans out for them eventually. Well, everyone wants to be an inside mid until you get into the top <laughs> elite. Uh, Stones just said no warning midweek. Yeah, yeah, that's true, mate. Yeah. Um sorry, mate. We uh, well, I gave you a warning last night, Stonesy, and then what did you do? You ripped on me. So. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, the reason is uh, for the record at this stage of the day, of course, is purely just because... We need to get it out to upload it before I go away for a week. We're, we're both going away. Um, and I'm sure you don't want to wait until, um, what, Tuesday or the following yeah. Sunday, so I, I could be away for nine days. I don't just know as a bit of a warning, so, too, yeah. we're gonna, I'll be going away for three weeks, so leaving everything in this old man's capable hands. That's right. So we'll see how we go. Um, but thanks for that, Stansy. <laughs> They said all good. Um, in the next pod, we're going to actually... Uh, breaking news today um, was part of the Defenders uh, chat. So in the next pod, we're going to break that down a little bit before we get into that. Uh, but we just wanted to get into this quickly and, and knock out Port Adelaide as quickly as we could. Um, so Butters as well. Um, so average 20 disposals in the TAC Cup and was slightly underwhelming in the national championships, averaging 13.5 disposals. However, these figures are skewed as he was injured uh, throughout the series and played anyway. Interesting. Uh, 181 centimeters and 70 kilos. Um, so I do see him as someone that will play forward and play forward potentially early with the that style of football that he is. And they definitely have targeted that small forward or those light small forwards as as something that they've noticed in their list build. Well, I think with um, Wingard leaving as well as Polek, I think Robbie Gray probably has to spend a bit more time in the midfield. Either that or Boak, if Boak's fit enough. But I think yeah, Boak's there's also probably the a bit chance older. that Boak comes in there. I, Possibly, I, but yeah, yeah we'll I'm, see keen, how it goes. I'm keen to see how it goes. To I be think honest. again, and we said this last year, your best your best midfielder is Robbie Gray. Yeah. I, he's also your best forward. But get him in there. Get him in there, and if you can well, you got replace the his goals. More tools in there. And you've got more tools, and we'll Load get up. towards their list structure a little bit after we get through the rookies. You're not going to give us another... Not relevant person down no, the No, no, I'm going to try and breeze through the back end, all right? So, but the one very important rookie that uh, we need to take aware of is pick 18, uh, Xavier Dersma, labelled as the most complete midfielder from Victoria outside of Sam Walsh and Bailey Smith. Um, he's a bit light of frame at 71 kilos, so definitely just need to hit the gym, but he's 185 centimetres. Well, he's better than the other guy. What was he, 58? 65, 61? 65. 61? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> Thanks, uh, Carlito. Uh, he told Stonesy it was a bit harsh. Thanks, mate. You're good. <laughs> um, so he averaged 22.8 disposals, 5.2 tackles, and a goal a game with 4.4 marks, and 49% of his disposals are contested. Nice. So an absolute beast for Supercoach. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hopefully getting a, a look at uh, Xavier Dersma in the um, in the JLT. He's 185 centimeters, 71 kilos. Um, from a played in Vic Country. Unfortunately, he was less impressive at the championships, but uh, Vic Country pretty much got spanked. So none of their players really performed well, and he only averaged 14.3 disposals in the national champ. So Ouch. hopefully he can uh, hit that back. Uh, pick 73, so they really went back to Riley Grundy. He's just really, uh, he's not, not SE relevant at all. He's actually a project player, but he does have a basketball background. Um, and he has a famous brother. And he has a famous brother, brother of uh, Brody Grundy. The, the big thing on um, on Riley Grundy is, of course, he's pretty raw. So he did actually play basketball right up until his last two years where he completely switched over to AFL. For that reason, he plays key position uh, defender. He's not an accumulator. He's literally a stopper. And that's how he's got to improve his game. He's started accumulating more of the ball and using his foot skills. Uh, but he's 194 centimeters and 84 kilos. So they have got someone in at that key defender spot that they want to develop. Fair enough. So that's what they want to do there. Um... Boyd Woodcock is uh, at pick 76, not really relevant. Small forward again, low pressure stats. Someone who can hit the scoreboard. I'm 175 centimetres and 71 I'm not going to go on about people that I'm aren't relevant. Just breezing through oh, it. That's fine. Moving on to the rookie let's just, draft. Let's just read out their whole list. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, pick nine in the rookie draft, Tobin Cox. Seen as a, a forward mid who can rack up the ball but lacks pace. Unlikely to see senior action. Um, Wonderful, you can talk about him next year. I can. And uh, then there's a couple of others in the cat B, category B rookie list. Kai Pudney and Martin Frederick, both of which are project players and unlikely to feature. 
unless something happens. So I just wanted to mention them. If you're looking down the list, you can skip those guys, okay? Are you all right? You okay? I like how I did actually make you not talk about their stats or I their body through. type anymore. Yeah, well, fair yeah, enough. I think he's blushing, everybody. I'm blushing. I'm going red. Well, I'm putting the heat on you. Can we move to premiums, please? Yes, I am happy to talk <laughs> about premiums. Do they have any? All right. Yes, they do. Well, the first one, again, I don't think is a premium, but he is premium numbers, and he had a great year this year, and that's Justin Westhoff. Yes. Um, had an amazing year. Ruck forward this year, 549K, averaged 100. 1.2 one of the most consistent years uh we've seen uh, from him uh, and he really is a forward because even though he was forward ruck last year he played a lot of minutes forward came in for a bit of ruck then went behind the ball played a bit on the wing played a little bit all over the park yes. what i see with him this year though unfortunately is more of a, a stay at home f- forward role so but, yeah I, I disagree a little bit more i think could um, still go on the wing and behind the I ball think he'll, times. i think he'll change all the time i think he'll go behind the ball he'll push up to the forward he'll play on the midfield i don't think he'll do any ruck anymore yep uh because there's they don't need him the anymore, other consideration but, um, is maybe they leave west off behind the ball as a key position defender this possibly. year possibly and that's then a they good have idea. burton as the rebounding defender that or, would be disastrous for west off <laughs> super coach scores but other, so here's what it, it makes sense though so it would. you could get burton into midfield because he may want to play midfield robbie Gray stays forward. Westhoff goes back. There is a, a few combinations they could try, so no one really knows how they're going to turn out. No. But I'm excited to see what it is. One thing's for sure, though, I, without, with the uncertainty of his role, I don't think I can pick Westhoff at now age 32, um, coming off his best ever Supercoach season. Yeah, where he did get a lot of hit-outs and stuff. I don't yeah. know. For me, I'm just avoiding... I, I don't know. I just have a bad gut feeling. I think he is the Goddard of 2019. Could be. Um, could, could fall off just, a cliff. Well, we did say that Goddard does, was going to drop, but he's definitely not getting that ruck time, which he obviously did score some points from. Yeah, this I'd year, rather, which... I'd rather if he's killing it, I'd rather bring him in. I'm not starting with him at that price. I think he'll yeah. drop. I think there are better options. Um, um, I don't know why. I had the same feeling with Jacobs last year. I just didn't yeah. like Jacobs, and well, I like Westhoff, just not for this year. In West Westhoff's defense, he's missed six games in nine years, and See, that's too many. zero in five years. <laughs> he hasn't missed a game in five years. Okay, fair call. So, uh, he'll, he'll get you an 80-odd, but yeah. he, in, in previous years, not probably not so much this year, just go on, but he has runs of games where he will continue to dominate, or he'll just go on a patch where he averages like 65 to 70 at a, you know, like for a month, and you're like, what's yeah. going on with Westhoff? This year, and then, though, he's, bang, he, goes he had a lot of 80s, so that's what really improved his average. Yeah. So even though he'd have a 140 once in every 15 games, he'd then have... 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, yeah. 120. Or 100, 100, 100, yeah. You know, like, he, but that actually pushed his average up. So instead of those 60s that he was getting, he's now getting 80s. Now, yeah. does that drop down to those 60s again because Possibly. he's not playing the ruck? And I think that does. I think more more of a, a person who's probably going to go down 5 to 10 points per game rather than go up. Um, for that yep. reason, he's not a value pick because at best, you're hoping to match yeah. what he did. I think if, at best, I think he's looking at like a 89, 90. Yeah. The only consideration me. is if you for are me. going with the ruck forward swing type, um, then you can consider that. So yeah. if you are if you are looking for a ruck forward to play in your forward line that you can switch into the ruckman to uh, as cover, he's still the best. He, I think he's the yeah. best by a long way, but who knows? I, I don't know how that's going to pan out. So because of those question marks, I'm just saying no. Yep, I agree. I'd wait and see for me. Yep. Uh, Ollie Wines, uh, next premium. So entering his seventh season, I see no reason why he's going to actually have a breakout. Uh, I think he's, he's reached had, his cap. He's had a few good periods yeah, before. Yeah, he goes we, big for yeah, like five goes, games, yeah, right? Yeah, five games, you'll be averaging 120, and everyone's yep. like, this is it. Finally, Ollie Wines, the master. And then next minute, Everyone just goes jumps bang, on. bang, or does his It's right around upgrade season every year. So then people go, oh, he's he's hitting his straps. He's, he's got a three-game average of 125. See, he could have been like, he could have been the Crips of like... 
yesteryear. Yeah, he and he just didn't. He, well, it's his it's his yeah, foot skills. He hasn't learned to actually just handball the ball like Cripps has yet. Um, anyway, the good news for draft is he's reliable. Um, he's only been injured once. Um, so in his career, he's played every season, every game except for one season where he yep. got out for I think ten games. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, um, has played every game every other season. Only had eight ten, eight tons this year, but all were over one thirteen with three one forty plus. So when he goes big, he goes big. I do like Ollie. Though. Yeah, I look Soft great spot. draft spot draft draft guy, but I just don't think he's average ninety seven. Is he going to go one hundred and five plus? No, no, never, never, never going to go there. Not, not in my. I'd opinion. rather bank on a Coniglio. At least you know yeah. he hits the scoreboard or a value option that yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, I can't I... see it. There's no reason for him to actually increase unless Port just win twenty games this year, which I don't see that either. So. Mm. See how we go. Um, next one, Paddy Ryder, obviously Ruckman. Um, he's lost his yeah. uh, dual position Ruck status. <laughs> and he burnt me hard. Well, you know, he, he wasn't forward Ruck last year. Wasn't he? No, he's Ruck okay. only. Because I picked him up being the top five Ruck, remember? And uh, he was like high yeah, on I my remember. list. I enjoyed, burnt, I enjoyed the downfall. Yeah, he burnt me big time. And uh, not only that, but now they have, they've brought in another Ruckman, yeah. which means that is he playing more forward well, this they, year or what? They've brought him in for two reasons. First and foremost, this is the sixth year in a row where Ryder hasn't completed the full season. So they and they really, really lacked dominance in their midfield. As soon as Ryder's gone, their midfield goes to Pass. buggery. Yes, and it's just you know so so literally that that's why they went and got um and Lysette because at worst case scenario, Ryder goes down. They've already got Lysette there. He's also proven that he can be a value addition on field even as a forward. So. And there's that second yeah, and Ryder's Ryder's probably a better forward than Lysette, but which is good. So their combination, yeah, I think, works really quite, quite well. I, I would be interested to see: do they play Ryder more forward and get his impact that way, and get Lysette more in the ruck, or do they play, you know, Ryder as the number one ruck with Lysette supporting? I, I think that is a question. I don't know, Chris. I think we have to wait and see for that one. We are definitely going to have to wait and see. Um, draft option. Uh, he only averaged ninety this year. I, can't... I think he has value in draft, though. He does, but... but again, what's that? What's that percentage like, and how does that impact his scoring? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, now, Robbie Gray. Um, I think he's probably the only one that uh, I really have confidence in picking, but it's still a question mark over where he plays. Now, regardless, I go through some awesome stats. He played twenty-one games this year, making him fairly reliable. He's, in five years, he's only missed five games. So he actually, on average, misses one game a season. Um, but there was a game of season where he played 19 and one where he actually played the full 22. So averages, um, one uh, plays 21 games a year. Um, average 108 playing through the midfield until round 12. Um, he had a true average. So after that, he played mainly forward and he had a true average of 92.9 because he did get knocked out on one of those games. I think it was on 17 or something stupid. Uh, so knocked out on thirty-seven in the se- early in the second quarter. Um, so he had a true average of ninety-two point nine playing mainly as a forward. So even if he does play forward, he's still going to be value. I mean, it's it's you know not top ten, uh, top six material, but he's it's still top ten. So I can't see him really going down from that. Um, his true average for the year, if you take out that thirty-seven, is ninety-nine point eight. So even if you if you take that as a as a consideration, yep. he's still a top premium, top top six forward. On this year, on this year's numbers alone, um, with Chad Wingard going, I think he's pretty much a lock, and he's one of the only forwards at that price range that holds value. So what I mean by that is, he could go up five to ten points per game. Yep. You know, and there's a there's a reason for it. Yeah, you know, Heaney is the only other one that I'm looking at who could go five to ten points per game up, but that's you're still banking on natural progression there. Correct. Um, 
there's, there's a lot of forwards around that mark that, you know, around that 100 average, but there's no one really I can see with breakout potential to go 105 or 110. Yeah, correct. Whereas you look at Franklin, who I think it's his best return in a while, he's kind of maxed out at this point. Yeah. Um, so you're banking on him trying to hold value instead of dropping back down. Yeah. Uh, I think Robbie Gray, yeah, definitely has a potential. It's just the reason. In the and, role. Yeah. We need to really it's, watch him. Exactly right. Got to, got to watch him in the JLT, but at the moment he's in my team and I'm going to be keeping by him for the foreseeable future. So we'll see how that goes. Um, On to the mid-prices. So Brad Ebert, 471k, um, mid-pricer, average 86. Um, So that's his actual worst return in quite a while, unfortunately. Yes. Um, So pops up every now and then from a good score, which makes him a viable, say, M7 in draft. Missed two games in nine seasons. So again, someone you want. He's he's not going to destroy your season. He's not going to win you the season. If anything, he actually has a bit more value in draft this year. He does. Because I don't think he's going to get much worse than a mid-80 average. He's still in the 29. Yeah. So... Um, average, he's averaged over 94.5 in the, uh, sorry, o- over 94, five of the last seven seasons. Not only that, so I think draft with, option. well, with Wingard and Pollock going out, maybe he plays a little bit more outside, Yep. you know, so he, he's quick, he gets the contest. So maybe instead of paying someone else attention, you know, they might let one of these other younger guys start to play a bit more attention. And then they're like, look, you can run, you're good on the outside. He's pretty good with disposals. So they'll be like. Go, yep. get it, go get it. I think that there's definitely a reason to pick him in draft. Definitely not in standard, but definitely in draft. Um, Charlie Dixon is also someone I think could re- be really value in drafts. 425k forward. He averaged 78 this year, but 10 scores under 62 in an injury-hampered year. Um, really sucks for him. Um, he's actually going to be changing up his role. So last year he was playing, because obviously Ryder was injured quite a lot, he was playing as the number one rucket points or as the second ruckman. He's now confirmed to be a stay-at-home full forward. Um, which I think helps his average um, and helps his injury profile because he's not going to get injured as much. Yes. I don't know if it helps his average as much, though. So he only averaged 78 trying to ruck and stuff as well. Yeah, well, he's, I yeah. Mean, he's never really been a high scorer as a ruckman. He's always been he's, better when he's been, you know, that sort of Josh Jenkins role at the, at the back or more than 20, more than grab. 20 points below Franklin there, Chris. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I know exactly how much that is. Thank you very much. Um, I definitely see him as someone who could maybe average uh, an extra 5 to 10 points per game this year. Um, which means that he's a good draft option, not a standard option, but a good draft option, of course. Um, breakout candidate, number one is a mid-pricer. I think Dan Houston has the potential. Average 77 this year is 420k defender. Again, I wouldn't choose him in standard just because around that price, no. there's better options. Um, but he would need to improve his top end. He only had two tons with a high of 103, but that means consistency in my opinion. Um, so he's the go-to kick taker along with Riley Bonner. Um, and that's really important considering the, the rule changes in SC. And we will go through them heavily uh, coming up in the next pod. But um, as the main kick taker in that he should have at least a five points per game upswing um, in his numbers, uh, which would make him about 82, which again gives him a little bit of value. So for draft, you can pick him up fairly late. Maybe he's a D4, D5, depending on how deep your league is, of course. Um, he's got a fairly consistent scoring profile, so I do think that that is one that could happen. He's also in his third year, so you know he could just all of a sudden, especially with um, you know the the options down back and how they're going to line up, he could be one that goes from seventy seven to say a ninety all of a sudden. Uh, and that's generally because it's not that's only because that's the profile of high scoring defenders that they go, you know, sixty five, seventy seven, and then bang, they go up to ninety or you know or plus like a Rory Laird and how his scoring progression was. So. Could happen, so keep an eye on him. Uh, Hamish Hartlett, 349k defender. Injured since round five and average 80. Again, draft option. Possibly. When's he back, though? 
Um, so he's he, he's back shortly, I think. He starts running soon. He's not. He hasn't started running just yet. Yeah, it doesn't sound good for me. Um, again, Maybe draft he, option. Yeah, he was already old option. and getting out he's of favour. Not I that think. old. I no, I know he's not that old, but he's like he's out of favour though. But old as in his body just keeps breaking. The, the issue for him is they've got a lot of people that play his position now. So yep. where does where does he fit in the team? I think in their best twenty-two at his peak, he is in there. Oh yeah, just his kicking is just really. But he valuable. had that awesome year, signed a big contract with the extension, and then kind of just took his foot off. As you do, yeah. they call it the Jared Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> How he got a five-year contract to Gold Coast? I don't know. Like, and the one, and the, the one of the problems with their salary cap, it's like you're bottom of the ladder, and you're going over your salary cap. Oh my god! It's a fantastic day when Jared Ritz gets a five-year <laughs> contract. Wait, <laughs> Collingwood sit there scratching the head, going. He well, got, no, he, got, he got what? I think that they made the right choice between him and Grundy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you now Cox is sitting there going, five-year extension. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Scott Lysett, 441k <laughs> ruck forward. So he's the, the problem is, of course, he's probably the second best ruck forward option. And they play in the same team. So, you know, at the buy time when you want to try and replace him, it, it kind of makes it redundant. So I don't think you can probably play him and a... Um, uh, Westoff, the only thing, of course, benefiting is if Westoff or Lysette goes down, then the other one should up, uh, take up those points or, or some of those points that go with it. Um, that's the only reason why you would have both. Um, I don't think, uh, unless he's playing as the number one ruck, I don't think he's actually going to average more. I think 81's pretty standard Yeah, or for even him. 86, 87, maybe yeah. at, a, at a push. If um, But West Coast were you know, doing pretty well anyway when yeah, he was playing. So, exactly right. Um, yeah, I think you're looking at like 88, I think, when he was with West Coast doing well. Yeah, definitely. So, we'll see. We shall see. Um, Tom Jonas actually had for a little while in draft, so he was uh, quite good uh, for me there, Chris. Yep. Uh, he was. Average and he, 86. Average 86, 471k defender. Really consistent start of the year. He averaged 93.7 through the first nine uh, nine games until the bye, and then had an injury and just never really came back and uh, into into form again. So, I'm not sure if that's just being out of the game and, and the injury really affected him and, and he was hampered for the rest of the year, or if it's just... He's that sort of player that will float in and float out of a decent score. Yeah. Um, it's too hard to tell that, in my opinion. Um, but again, someone who has draft value, I just think it it depends on really what happens with Burton and Mays and how they're played in the defense, if they're played in defense, how that impacts all the other guys' scoring patterns. So it, we really need to see the JLT to see these roles of these defenders. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they line up. Um, and then, of course, Travis Spoke, last last one on the list there, yep. is a mid-pricer, 478k forward now, so he's actually dropped off his, um, he's not mid-forward anymore, he's only available as a forward. Yep. Um, and unless he gets mid-rotations, I can't see him increasing, however, 88 average as a forward is pretty good for a draft value. Oh, yeah, I think he, so, I don't think he'll go down in draft value, he's nah. really consistent as well, so consistent, you, could do, yeah. you could do a lot worse than having a broke in your side. Playing forward but only gone, had five tons, which is But gone are the days where he's averaging like 105. So, yeah, yeah, at one point he used to be looking to be an awesome option in the midfield and then he just kind of plays his role, really. Yeah, and look, um, I, I really like Travis Boak. I think he's a great player. I mean, he's obviously getting on in age, but um, he's still got a valuable role. I think he's also one that, you know, if there's an injury in midfield, he can plug a hole there. So Plug a hole. If you're picking him as a forward in draft and then they get an injury in midfield and then Boat goes into that midfield, I think that that's something they could look at. Yes. Um, so we'll see how that goes and how it works out. Um, in terms of draft specials, I've just got Dixon in Houston as the ones that I would be keeping an eye on. Yeah. Um, just because I think there's value there. Um, one to watch is, of course, Ryan Burton because he only averaged 65, but he's known to obviously uh, average more. So the the previous two, two years pr- prior, he averaged 83 from his minimal games 
at Hawks, but he was playing as a rebound defender. The following year, he averaged a lot less playing as a lockdown role at Hawthorne. This year, so that was a 65. On a, depending on what he actually comes out and does will depend on whether or not you can pick him, but there could definitely be a viable option there, especially late in draft, if he's a rebounding defender. Yep. So I think someone you could pick up on your bench even. Yeah, Bert, a, Burton's worth a look in, I think. So our, and he, he could also have a point to prove this year. So. Yeah. And with us, with our, our draft, our draft is held actually the night after the JLT starts. So we're probably not going to get a look into no. these players. So if you're in the same position where you don't actually get to see the JLT before your draft, then um, I think he's someone you can take a risk on and on a bench and see what happens. I agree. So one to avoid Tommy Rockliffe. Yeah, your boy. I think I'm finally off the train after years and years of just teasing, me, teasing me with the his burn man with potential. Um, and he had more injury, like shoulder surgery again, I believe. So every year, just when he played, just came back. This time, he played in midfield. He plays a tagger, and then oh. when when he went and then went forward and then didn't kick goals. I don't know if he's in the best 22 anymore. I'd put him on my... I'd pick him late he, in draft. Is he, best, is he in the best 22? Yeah, he is. If when fit, I'd pick him I'd pick him late in draft based on the upside. I reckon he has to be providing some value, so... Uh, Nolan Richardson just said, I just Googled this all and now I'm interested. Oh, Twitch. You're interested in Twitch. Uh, welcome, Nolan. Yes. So this is what Twitch is. This is a, this a is feedback what forum, is. so we can have a chat. We can... Uh, Get into things. Um, very, very cool. And Welcome to the... It's also nice hearing your name back too, so... Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love that? Say my name. Um, say my name. Say my name. All right, well, so, that leaves us for all of that. Uh, one to avoid, mate. Motlop. Oh, Stevie Motlop. Yeah, it's Motlop. Do not get him. If you're in draft and he's at last pick, you might want him. He can pop up for the odd ton, but he also turns around the next week and gets you a 35, so... Yeah, it happens. I just don't <laughs> do it. He's no. don't, don't, don't be tempted by the uh, motlop. 18 man though, yeah. 18 man league. Yeah, you, yeah, can, get for a, sure. you can get a real late. 12 man league, man. probably not. Just don't. <laughs> so, just don't. don't. don't Leave do him it. to the waiver. Leave anyway, him to the waiver gods. Well, that's it for Port Adelaide. Uh, next we'll do Richmond, which is going to be full of lots of possibilities with Richmond this year. I like it. And possibly no one in your standard side. Yeah, true so that. We'll true see. That. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be with you shortly with that one. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good Bye. one. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 